Persecution escalates. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in our study in the book of Acts. Today we're looking at Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. So we're starting a new adventure into a new chapter. And uh, we have been taking our time as... Uh, is probably apparent to everyone. (laughs) We don't want to miss a thing. And so we've just been slowly working through the book of Acts, trying to bite off reasonable chunks so that we can really maximize the insights that the Lord um, has for us. And so today we move into a new section. But before we do, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Lord, I just sense that whatever might be stirring in our hearts um, is something your spirit is using to get our attention so that we might shift our focus to you. And so, Lord God, I acknowledge that there's stuff stirring inside of me today, and I don't want to bypass why it's there. I don't want to overlook why it's there. Um, Lord, I want you to use it, and I want you to speak through it Uh, so you might bring clarity to what the need is. Father, as we prepare to study your word, speak through it, and uh, we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here's Acts 12, verses 1 through 5. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews... He proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Now it's interesting that we're seeing already in the first century church, and there's been evidence all the way along through the book of Acts, that the persecution against followers of Jesus, against followers of the way, uh, was ramping up. And we see evidence here in verses 1 through 5 that Herod himself um, was starting to violently persecute the church. Uh, Verse 2, Luke tells us that Herod killed James, the brother of John. You'll remember James and John were the sons of Zebedee. When Jesus came along the shore and made his invitation, come, follow me, they immediately dropped their nets and followed Jesus, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat. And uh, they immediately responded. Their spirits knew that something was very special about this Jesus, and they left their work. Uh, They left their earthly lives and followed Jesus into kingdom ministry. And they were passionate disciples of Jesus Christ um, uh, throughout their lives. And we now get word in in Acts 12, verse 2, that James, one of the sons of Zebedee, was killed with a sword. And... um, Herod made some political calculations. In verse 3, Luke says, when he saw that it pleased the Jews uh, that he was coming against the church, coming against the believers of Jesus, uh, he saw it was politically expedient for him to continue doing that. And so he has Peter arrested. 
during one of the festivals the, during the days of unleavened bread. Um, so he arrests Peter, throws him in prison, and then delivers him over to squads of soldiers to guard him. Now, we don't know what happened in the exchange. I imagine that handing off was not polite and, um, you know, sort of without uh, incident. I imagine that Peter was roughed up pretty well being handed over to that those squads of soldiers. And uh, they were tasked with guarding him. And Herod's intention after the Passover was to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. I love what I see happening here. Um, the church is not resorting to the tactics of the world. Uh, the world is roughing up their leaders and killing their um, brothers and sisters. And instead of resorting to the sword, uh, trying to break Peter out of prison, rebelling, rioting, they go to prayer. And my friends, that's the call. When things are coming against the church, when things are coming against believing people, we don't resort to the world's tactics. (laughs) We're in the world, but not of the world. Uh, We resort to the tactics of the kingdom because we remember that our battle, our war is not against flesh and blood, what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, but against principalities and powers. And we're not fighting. It's not a fair fight. The world won't fight the way that believers fight. Uh, we fight with the power of God given to us through the Holy Spirit, trusting that God will make a way uh, where it seems impossible, uh, where it seems implausible. We trust that God will make a way. And I love the church's response, but they turn to earnest prayer um, And that's what we ought to do. Um, We don't solve our problems the way the world solves its problems. All right, my friends, I'm encouraged by these words, and I hope that you are too. What are the problems on the horizon of your life that you've been trying to fix uh, using the world's ways? (laughs) What are the things that you've been trying to wrestle with in your own power, uh, trying to solve these problems like they're problems you can solve? I would say if you've not had luck doing that, maybe it's time to turn to the Lord in earnest prayer. God bless you. I pray that these words would continue to stir within your hearts as you consider them today. Take care.